And so although you may not get as much traffic from Instagram as you will from other sites, the traffic you get is extremely high quality traffic. This is the Mad Lemmings podcast, episode number seven. Lucky seven. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Mad Lemmings Online Marketing Podcast. I'm Ashley Fawkes, your host, and I just want to thank you for taking some time today to listen to this podcast. It's going to be an hour long, so if you can't afford that time, certainly chop it up, listen to it in pieces, but the information's going to be great. I just got back from a great weekend in the mountains here in Switzerland. I just wanted to share a little bit about my personal life. I don't normally do that on the podcast, but I certainly think it helps us to get to know each other a little bit better. I was helping out at a festival here they have every year in uh, Zermatt, which is a famous ski resort here in Switzerland, and I was volunteering, checking the tickets. It's quite a dull job normally, but I had fun with meeting people there and getting into the local life, and there were some great artists there like Milo, you may know, or uh, Mick Hacknell from Simply Red was also playing, and Katie Malua, and we got to go and see some of those concerts after we finished working. It was really cool, and I got to uh, enjoy that and had my staff pass so I could get into a lot of areas you normally couldn't get into. Certainly, we had to work hard. It was four hours a night, standing on your feet in the cold, outside in the mountains, checking tickets, but I really enjoyed that, and I went up there with my girlfriend, and she worked the whole week on the clothes sales stand, and she really had a great time as well, and we got, of course, to spend time in the mountains And I'm not skiing at the moment because, as many of you know, I broke my leg last year and I'm still recovering from that. So no skiing for me, although it's a passion of mine. I have to just watch everybody else having fun. But I had some really interesting things happening over there. It was a huge tent they had as well as a few other locations. And one of the really cool locations they had was up in the mountains at 3,000 metres, which for uh, our American listeners is about 10,000 feet. And they had some bands playing up there, such as a jazz band, and they had to fly in the piano because obviously they couldn't get it up there any other way. So that was really cool. There's this awesome picture in uh, the area there. You can see a picture of the Matterhorn, which is the famous mountain in Zermatt, and a helicopter flying past carrying a piano, which they had to put up at 3,000 metres. So the band was playing up there and you could go up there and have lunch and listen to the music. So that was really cool. And I wish I'd had my iPhone working, which it isn't at the moment because I'm still waiting for the SIM card, so the phone is blocked. But when that would have been ready, I could have taken some really cool pictures and put them on Instagram. That's today's topic, Instagram. We're going to be talking with Jen Herman, an expert and person who really loves Instagram, and she's going to be sharing all her tips and tricks and telling us how to make the most of Instagram and get really qualified traffic, as you heard in her short sentence there in the lead. It's an amazing place to get highly qualified traffic and we should all be trying it out, especially if you're into visuals. So here we go. Thanks for joining me today, Jen. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And you're calling us from San Diego and I'm from Switzerland. If people didn't know, I'm near Zurich. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Instagram. I don't know so much about Instagram, so I'm going to pick Jen's brain and we're going to see where we can go and how we can improve people's marketing lives using Instagram. All right, before we get started on Instagram, I guess we should quickly delve into Jen. What's your story in a 
few minutes. Give us the rundown. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Jen Herman, and I write a blog called uh, Jen's Trends, and it focuses on current trends and information for social media management and marketing for small businesses. So I, you know, got into this just over a year ago. It was January of 2013 when I launched my blog with no idea what I was doing, had, you know, no real sh- sure footing on where it was going to take me, but it's been a great journey and I've met some amazing people. And along the way, it got me into Instagram, which I am the first person to admit as an Instagram lover now that I was a late adopter. Um, all my friends were using it and I was kind of, you know, not willing to jump on that bandwagon. I was like, uh, what's another social media site? But as I got into the blogging and into the social media world, I started to realize the real power of Instagram and it it hooked me. The moment I was on there, it is by far my favorite social media site. I'm on it all the time. Even if I'm not posting, I'm always on there. I love the site. And then I started learning about it from the marketing perspective and, and the power that it has to actually really grow businesses. And that's when my passion for Instagram really took hold. And, and now that's kind of where I've, I've started to focus a lot of attention. So every Monday on my blog, I write about Instagram and show business owners how they can use it. It's not just how to make a pretty picture, but how to make a pretty picture that serves them in their business. And so that's where I am. And, and that's why you're talking to me. Yep, sure is. And it's it's quite an amazing thing. I have the same kind of story. And you think, oh, I've been only doing this for a year or something. And people would think, <laughs> if you say that about anyone in any other industry, you would actually say, well, they don't know what they're talking about. But in our industry, things change so quickly and you can pick up information so quickly from so many people. I find, I mean, I wouldn't call any of us experts. No one's an expert in anything, I personally believe. But you're good at what you do and you have a passion and you know what you're talking about. So you're better than most people. Let's call that an expert. And so we're, we're all experts. I mean, whatever, it doesn't really matter. But what's really also interesting, I find, is that you have these tools like Instagram, And also I find Pinterest, I spend a lot of time on there. And you have really two sides of them. You have the fun side, which is the daily life, your friends using Instagram and your reluctance to get on that because it just seems like a silly toy, right? And then you have the business side. So how do you see Instagram in in, in this day and age and what it's doing for people in business? In terms of business, I think it's still really young. Um, It's definitely one of the... The younger big sites in terms of, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, obviously, even Pinterest, Instagram has kind of been a late adopter into the business world, um, partially because it's not really formatted for businesses. And we'll get into that today, I'm sure. But those businesses that do use it and do use it well are seeing huge results from it. And it's because of the fact that today, People are highly receptive to visual marketing. That is, you know, last year and even the year before it was content marketing. It was blogging. It was creating, you know, short little posts on on Tumblr or other sites like that. And now it's shifting towards that visual marketing. People want photos. They want to take the information in rapidly and move on to the next project or the next post or whatever it is. So Instagram really provides a huge ability in terms of that visual marketing But within that, it creates very unique, amazing images, which can then be cross-promoted to other sites. Often I'll create an image for the purpose of Instagram, but then I share it to Facebook or Twitter or on my blog. And so it's got kind of a dual purpose that allows you to take a simple image, 
jazz it up, make it look super awesome, and then share that to your other sites for additional branding and marketing. So it, it really can help businesses in a lot of ways. So it's basically content repurposing in and of itself. Absolutely. So that's, I mean, what I don't really understand about, I mean, Instagram, sorry, I was going to say Pinterest there. That's I'm, <laughs> I'm so obsessed lately. And Instagram <laughs> is how exactly... And I'm actually getting ahead of myself on my topics here, but how exactly does this help a business? You've, you've got an image. I mean, okay, let's say you have a product that's clear and it's the same on Pinterest. You have a product, it attracts a buyer, they click on it or and on Instagram we have a different issue there, but we'll go into that later. They get attracted to this product, they end up on your website, they buy the product. But let's say you don't have a product or you're, or you're mm-hmm. putting a picture on there of something other than a product to generate interest. How does this drive traffic or help a business? That's where it comes down to having a good strategic plan for your images. So, for example, I'm a blogger and I advertise blog posts on my Instagram. So when I create my image for my blog post, I keep in mind that I want to share it on Instagram. So I'll do a square image or an image that I know when it's cropped will work good on Instagram. Um, But I promote it. I literally have, whether it's the post Um, image or an image with the post name on it or something along those lines. And I say, I have a new blog post live today on the blog. Come check it out. The topic is this, blah, 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 blah. And I tell them how to get to my blog. So I use that caption underneath the image to explain what it is. And my followers have learned to know that that that's what I'm going to post about. That's what they're looking for. And it will drive traffic to your site. Um, likewise, you can do, you know, behind the scenes photos and, um, teasers, or you can do contests and promotions. There's a lot of different ways that you can take an image and it can be something you create, whether it's in, you know, Canva, or you can use, you know, PowerPoint or Photoshop or whatever you want and create an image. That's really just text. You can do that. Um, it's not highly recommended, but you can do that. Or you can take an image, you know, of your office space or, like I said, a behind-the-scenes post, and you can do a text overlay or something on the photo, and then use the caption to really pull people in and explain what you want them to do. And that's where you're going to put, you know, whether it's a call to action or instructions on how to get, you know, to your site to, you know, learn more about that service or read that post or whatever it is. Okay, so the caption, basically the area, sort of like on Pinterest, the description is is where you put all of the text that you have related to that image and there's no links allowed there from what I know, right? That is correct. There's no links allowed. There's no clickable links. You can try to type out a link and if it's an easy enough, like if you're saying, you know, like for me, you know, it'd be jenstrends.com. That's kind of easy. People can kind of figure that one out. But if you've got, you know, a bunch of forward slashes and a whole bunch of weird funky letters and that don't do it because <laughs> no one's going to copy and paste that, it's sure. not going to work for you. So, What I usually do is when you have your bio set up on Instagram, which is when you go to your profile page, you have some sort of description as to who you are, what you do. You have that's the only place you can put an active hyperlink and you can change that hyperlink as many times as you want. It can be whatever link you want it to be. So let's say you're going to run a contest and you wanted to send anybody from Instagram to a specific landing page where you would collect their, you know, name and email address to enter them into the contest then put the contest link in your bio. And wherever you post a photo on Instagram, all you have to say is click on the link in my bio. They literally click on your photo, click on the link, and they're taken to the page. It is a little bit harder than obviously having an active hyperlink in the caption, 
But this is one of the things that I always tell people is if you can get somebody to A, read the caption, B, click on your bio, C, click on the link, and D, perform whatever call to action it was on your website, that is the highly targeted, very rewarding lead. That is not somebody who hit the link by accident. That's not somebody who just wanted to see what was going on. These are people who genuinely want to follow that link. And so although you may not get as much traffic from Instagram as you will from other sites, the traffic you get is extremely high quality traffic and it's very rewarding in that perspective. Wow, cool. I mean, that's a, that's a really good idea because I find and now that I'm getting more into these targeted lead ideas and getting really high conversion rates and, and trying to build up my business, I realized that all of these numbers that I've been looking at over the last year and statistics and getting obsessed with numbers. And, and I said this to another, and I said this to another blogger the other day, it's like, oh yeah, it's really cool. I can get more traffic. And I said, yeah, you can get more traffic, but what are you doing with the traffic? Do you care that Absolutely. you get more traffic? It just makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, on Instagram and, and on all of these things, if you're getting someone to jump through three or four hoops and they then give your email address, they care what you have to say. Absolutely. Or they're there, you know, if it is a product-based company, you know, they'll put, you know, the image of the product or whatever. If you can get somebody to go from that image through two or three, maybe four loopholes to get to your website and actually buy the product, you've, I mean, that's securing a real customer. That's something that's a real conversion. That's not, like I said, somebody scrolling through and passing by by accident. Those are people who genuinely want to find that product. So whether it's a product or a service, make sure that that link in your bio is sending them where you want to send them. Don't make them jump through any more hoops once they get there. Send them directly to the link or the page that you want them to land on. Uh Because I was really wondering about that because I listened to another podcast recently where there was some really interesting info on Instagram, but I was still missing that link. What's Because Instagram obviously hasn't been built with us in mind. It's been built with image sharing and being cool and having fun. And I mean, again, it's probably why Facebook has bought them. That's (laughs) That's Facebook's thing, right? I mean, it's about having fun and doing business on there is difficult because you have to switch your mindset to trying to get leads from trying to get leads to trying to have fun with your audience, which many marketers are not used to. And I guess Instagram has a similar, I mean, do you see similar kinds of issues there for businesses adapting to that mindset? Oh, absolutely. And it's just like with any other, I'm going to say new, even though Instagram isn't new, just like any other new site that a marketer jumps on, we see the mistakes, which is let's say you're used to using Facebook, or let's say you're used to using Pinterest or Twitter. And when you start a new site, you basically just copy whatever strategy you had on Twitter and you start using it on Pinterest. You know, it's like because you you can't you haven't learned to adapt to the new site. And that's what's kind of happening on Instagram is all these marketers are going, oh, Instagram's a new big thing. Great. Whatever I do on Facebook, I'm going to do on Instagram. And that doesn't really work. So it's taking, you know, they're taking images that they found on Google and they're just sharing them to Instagram. Well, that's not really what Instagram's about. We don't need to see pixelated images with a quote of, you know, some sort of motivational quote and no caption. That that doesn't do anything for people. So instead, you want to take maybe like I said an image of a, a gorgeous sunset from your neighborhood or maybe from, you know, architectural buildings around your neighborhood or whatever it is and then use a text overlay and put a quote over it. So it's your own unique image. It's your own relevant quote. 
And you can even put a comment in the caption about why that quote was relevant to you that day or why you think it would help your audience that day. You want to find ways to to make it organic within Instagram. And that's the hardest thing for a lot of marketers is learning how to use Instagram as Instagram, which is why I always recommend learn it as a user first. Don't jump on Instagram and start marketing. Go on Instagram, either create a separate account or whatever you want for your personal life and get to know what people do on it. Learn the system, learn how people interact, learn how, you know, because a, a caption on Instagram can be as long as you want. You could literally write a novel. I don't think it would cut you off. All right. But they're not there to read. They're there to look at a caption. So you want to keep it, you know, maybe a couple hundred characters, not too many. Um, but you, you want to learn that. You know, you don't want to jump on Instagram and start writing, you know, pages of content in your captions. People are going to blackball you. They're not going to ever see your stuff. So that's what you, if you go on, learn it as a user, get comfortable with it. Then jump in from the marketing perspective and try a couple of things, see what works and see what doesn't work and ask around, you know, talk to people who are using Instagram and see what works for them. And, and like I said, learn to use it more organically before you start marketing, because it's not meant for marketing and you have to learn to kind of work within that, that, that advice a little bit. Okay. And, and maybe find some, some influencers or some guys that are doing really well. Is that easy to do on Instagram? Absolutely. I mean, one thing you can do is um, you can search by hashtag. So if you like, for example, I'll search by the hashtag social media to find new people that are in our industry um, that I want to follow. And so you can find them and see what they're doing. Some people, you know, will tag social media completely irrelevant to their photo, which is a pet peeve that I'm sure we will get to later on. Um, (laughs) But, you know, look for people that are doing, you know, let's say you, you know, are a blogger, you could you know, search for the hashtag blogger. Maybe you're a photographer, search for the hashtag photographer um, or search for something, you know, if maybe you sell pet supplies, search for, you know, hashtags like dog or pets of Instagram or dogs of Instagram or, you know, things like that and find people who are doing what you do and doing it well and follow them, get active, like their posts, talk to them, make comments and they'll engage back and you can start to develop a community around your niche and you will learn from them really quickly. That was, you know, what I did. I just followed some people and was like, Hey, what works? Okay. I don't like what that person does. I'm going to unfollow them. Oh, this person's really good. I'm going to see who they're following and follow some of those people. Um, so you, you just want to kind of grow your community and get to know how other people are doing it by example. And, and then, you know, what works for you do the same thing. Yeah. Because I was going to ask you, and it's kind of a pointless question, actually, what is the best, strategy to use but it it, it it is irrelevant because you know if we're in social media and someone's selling as you say pet supplies it, it's not the same and the kind of users are not the same and what they react to is not the same and yeah you have to always learn from people who've gone before you in your industry and also what's working at the moment last year could be different to this year and, and there's different trends Absolutely. and so yeah I find that too you have to look at what's getting the hits, what's getting clicks, what people are retweeting, for example, on Twitter, then you do that on Twitter. So on Instagram, is there a way of seeing what's uh, what's getting the most action or is there any specific tools you use for that for finding trends and stuff? When it comes to my own content, I highly recommend using Statagram, which is S-T-A-T-I-G-R-A-M. It's an analytics tool designed specifically for Instagram and it will show you how many posts you have a month, how many likes you have a month, how many comments you have a month, how many 
um, what's, you know, what's your most popular post? What are the best times of the day to post? When your fans are most active on Instagram? Um, it goes into the demographics of your, your audience and things like that. So it, it's the best way to analyze your own data. Um, and within that, you still need to know your audience. I mean, I can go on Instagram and post 100 photos of my dog being super cute and adorable, and I will end up with, let's say, 200 new followers, all because of my dog's cute photos. But if I'm a blogger writing about social media, what good are those 200 fans looking at pictures of my dog going to do me? So you want to make sure that you're still growing the right audience for what you're doing. And it might take you longer. Sure. You can go get a thousand fans really easily if you're posting photos of, you know, sunsets or whatever, but that's not going to grow your brand necessarily as quickly. So it might take you longer. You might only get a couple hundred fans, but if they're there to follow you for what you want and you know that they're those high quality leads that are going to end up on your website for high quality traffic, just cultivate that audience really well around those few hundred um, and then try to just, you know, focus on that and grow that individually rather than going for the gusto and just thinking you can, oh, I'm just going to grow an audience and have a great strategy. But it has to be related to what you're doing. Yeah, I've also made that mistake. I mean, I'm now switching partially sort of niches. I mean, before I was doing more blogging and social media, and I'm still doing that, but I'm now sort of pushing more towards small business and web design and this kind of stuff. And I'm having to change my following a little bit. And Mm -hmm. of course, this is happening to both of us. We're developing and and we're growing our blogs and so forth. But if you're coming at it as a business owner, and this is, of course, depending on who's listening to this, but if you're a business owner and you know who your customers are and the kinds of problems they have and the kinds of things they're interested in, target those people. Don't just go for numbers, which is what I've done in the past. And again, it looks fantastic, but it's not helping you. You could have 100 dedicated fans or you could have 10,000 non-dedicated fans, which is better, of course, the 100. So there's no point having numbers. It doesn't mean anything. And that's Absolutely. something I like to get across to people that I've mistake that I think many of us make in the beginning. Oh, numbers are awesome. Buy Twitter followers. You know, this kind of, I guess that's on Instagram too. You get these people who follow you who have this for 59 bucks, you can get a thousand <laughs> followers. Yeah. Awesome. What are they? Where are they? What are they doing? Are they robots? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Exactly. And that definitely falls into one of the pet peeve categories. And I've actually, I mean, I won't follow anybody who follows me for the sake of buying fans. Um, but even people who do shout outs where I know they're doing paid shout outs, which is, let's say you have an account that has 10,000 followers, someone pays them. Say, I'm going to pay you 20 bucks to shout out my business on your Instagram account. I will unfollow them because I don't think that that's a viable business practice. I'm not trying to make an additional cash flow on the side by shouting out people who have absolutely no relevance to my business or that I can't vouch for professionally. So it's important that you, like you said, it's not about the big numbers. I know that it's a popularity contest when people first join instant, you know, or join social media of any sort, not even just Instagram. And they, oh, this person has a million followings. They must be so cool. Well, yeah, but they're either a celebrity or they've bought their followers or it's completely irrelevant to what you're doing. Take the time to grow your own individual audience and, and really cultivate that. And that's where you'll get your, your greatest return on investment. Yeah, I saw almost exactly the same kind of thing, I guess, if I understood you correctly, happening on Pinterest to me the other day. Somebody 
commented on something that I wrote about affiliate marketing and they were basically promoting, they were using my Pinterest comments section on this pin, which is done reasonably well to promote some affiliate products in a kind of a very sneaky way. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of reading it going, hang on, that's really odd. What are they saying there? I should click on some bizarre link about what is that? And then I took some time yesterday to have a look at these. There was two of them on the same post and I just deleted them both because it makes me look really bad. Yep. And you'll even see, I actually have some of my Instagram posts where people have tried to do that on my Instagram posts. And I will write them back and say that my posts are not a place to blatantly advertise your own business and make, you know, unfair assumptions on my audience and your post will be deleted. And I've left my comment after I've deleted theirs. So people know that I will delete your comment if you try to spam my audience with your affiliates. I don't, I don't tolerate it at all. Yeah, it's a great thing to do, I think, because, you know, there's there's so many industries out there who are finding all the shortcuts to whatever popularity clicks. And then, you know, you spend a hundred bucks on SEO and someone gets you a thousand links. Well, great. But, you know, <laughs> in a year's time, Google's going to find those and then kick you out of the top 10 pages or completely devalue your page. And the same thing happens on social media. It might It might seem like a really cool, quick thing to do, but in the end, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. So, don't do it. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, while we're on the topic of, of pet peeves, I mean, as I said before, I don't know all the things about Instagram. I know, I know some of the ups and downs and, and difficulties and so forth. What's, what's some of the things people shouldn't be doing that you've, you've seen that are quite commonly done because people don't know better? Maybe teach our audience who don't use Instagram yet and want to use Instagram things they shouldn't do when they start out. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... I mean, when it comes to Instagram, there aren't a lot of things you can do wrong. I mean, it's you make it your own. And just like any other site, you will develop followers based on what you do. So I don't think there's ever a blanket statement that says don't do this or make sure you do this. But in general, um, Instagram will allow you to use 30 hashtags on a post. That does not mean you need to use 30 hashtags on a post. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. And so I recommend anywhere from three to seven hashtags, depending on what you're doing, what the post is, what your goals are, what your industry is. Three to seven is reasonable. Um, you Sometimes you might be on the lower end. Sometimes you might be on the higher end. I've done up to 10 um, hashtags on a post. Again, it depends on your purpose and, and what the post is about, but don't overdo it. Don't just post them there because you can. And along that same line, don't use hashtags that are completely unrelated to your post. For example, if you've, you can do on, on Statagram or any other site, you can Google and find out you know, what the most popular hashtags are on Instagram. And let's say one of them, because One Direction, the band is obviously you know, super popular. One Direction is a leading hashtag. So somebody who's selling, let's use the example of the dog supplies, will hashtag One Direction. Why? It's completely irrelevant. It's not going to grant you any business. People who are looking for One Direction are not looking for dog splats. And if they are, the chances of you finding them are so minimal. Don't waste your time. Don't use up valuable space and risk alienating the audience you have by using irrelevant hashtags. So find things that are relevant. You know, when I do a a post advertising, let's say one of my blog posts, I'll hashtag social media, social media marketing, blog, blogging, entrepreneur, small business. I'll, you know, you use hashtags that are relevant to what you're doing so that if people are looking for that hashtag, they will find your post. Um, 
And then also when it comes to following uh, people on Instagram, a lot of, again, going back to the numbers thing that we were just talking about, a lot of people will go follow a bunch of people just to get them to follow them back. And then they go ahead and stop following that person. It's rude. It's bad etiquette. It's bad behavior. And if people see you doing that, they will unfollow you back. So it doesn't really work. Um, Instagram is very reciprocal. It's very community driven. And it's one of the few social media sites that is really about relationships and growing a network and a community. So if you start following people only to grow your numbers and then unfollow them, A, it's going to get out. People will talk about you. Instagram may even block you. If you like too many people or get too active in terms of liking and unliking and they recognize that pattern, they will actually block you from liking new people. Mm-hmm. So there are things that you, you know, you can do and you should do, but don't go to extremes. Find somebody you like to follow, follow them. If a month later you realize that their posts aren't necessarily what you expected or you, you know, they changed the way they posted, by all means, unfollow them. You don't have to keep following them. But don't do it just to grow your numbers. It's it's inappropriate. So those would probably be my three things. Yeah. And hashtags, I was just wondering when you were talking about this, I mean, there's a lot of tools around Twitter and I just use the same kind of hashtags on Pinterest and so forth. Do you use a specific tool for finding trending or, or top hashtags related to social media or whatever the person needs to find? Where would you go for that? Or you just use Google or... Um, I use Google a lot of times. Um, like I said, if, you, if you're looking for popular posts, you can go to Statagram and it gives you, I think, like the top 100. Um, but it's just the 100 in general. So you can Google, you know, top social media hashtags on Instagram. Um, or even just follow what other people are doing. When I see, you know, other people in my industry, I look and see what hashtags they're using. And then I, like a lot of times I'll be like, oh, I never even thought of that one. Or you get these weird, funny ones where, you know, they use numbers instead of words and it's... You know, it's something that maybe you wouldn't have thought of, but it's a really popular hashtag within your industry. So, like, for example, um, I know I keep going back to the the pet supplies. I don't sell pet supplies. It's just an easy <laughs> example. Um, but there's, you know, dogs of Instagram. Well, you wouldn't normally know that that's a popular post, but they all, you know, cats of Instagram or pets of Instagram. So if you're finding other people in your industry, find what tags they're using. And all you have to do is just click on that hype on the hashtag. And it's essentially a hyperlink that takes you to all the posts for that hashtag. And you can see how popular it is. So maybe it only has a thousand photos tagged to that. Well, maybe not so popular. But if it's not so popular, yours is more likely guaranteed to show up in the search results. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad hashtag to use. But you also want to make sure that you're using the popular hashtags that have hundreds of thousands of responses because you know that that's more likely to be searched. So you want to use a combination of both popular and not so popular hashtags. That's an awesome tip, actually, because I have on my uh, tweet deck on on all the hashtags I'm following on Twitter, and you can literally see it in terms of movement, how crazy some of the hashtags are. It's just flying past almost. I mean, yeah. they obviously do They do stop them somehow with a bit of a time delay. But And things like blogging tips and social media and, and the stupid things that get posted on there as well just drives me insane. Like recently porn. I'm like, porn is now social media? Really, people? What is going on? But anyway, they're doing the same thing, trend jacking or whatever. But um, exactly. to go on small ones is a great idea. And I also do this with 
looking for people now when I'm looking for people to follow on Twitter I don't necessarily look for the huge people which may seem obvious to people to look for people with a lot of followers I look for people with less followers because they're more likely to care what I have to say or even see what I have to say on Twitter because otherwise the people with 10,000 followers they're only going to see my tweets if they put me in a list and and the same thing goes with Instagram if you follow somebody who let's say has you know 20,000 followers Either if they're following 20,000 people back, they're never going to see your stuff, or they're only following 782. Well, if they're fo- only following 782, do you really think they're going to follow you? Probably not. So, yes, if there's somebody completely relevant, maybe they're a celebrity in your niche, or maybe they're you know a thought leader in your niche, by all means, follow them it's a, it's, if it's of relevance to you. But don't expect that person to necessarily follow you back and grow your community. So you want to follow people with maybe two, three, four, five, six hundred followers that, you know, are more just like on Twitter, willing to probably be more conversational. They're going to see more of your posts. You're going to see more of their posts. And you can really grow your community around those smaller based users. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's interesting to see across social media, despite the massive difference between Twitter and Instagram in many ways, visual compared to minor 140 character pieces of text, <laughs> that many of the things stay the same. And I've been finding some of these little tips as I go along and, and noticing how people behave. And, and yeah, I mean, following big people is great, but they're rarely going to follow you back. I mean, I, I don't really care anyway. I'm following them because I care what they say, say. But, yeah, it's interesting to see that these things do translate across all mediums in in many ways and people think oh this social media platform is completely different to that one but in many ways it's not so yeah and that's with instagram it really i always try to explain to people who are new to instagram instagram is a photo version of twitter it's not exactly the same that's a very loose generalization but if you love twitter you will love instagram it's the same concept it's there's no facebook algorithms it's you know Twitter says 140 characters, Instagram says a photo. You know, it's they're the same concept and they're the same general principles in terms of how you connect with people, grow your audience, um, and and interact with other users. It's very similar. So as somebody who loves Twitter, chances are you'll love Instagram as well. Ah, uh-huh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I actually should get on it because I'm on this horrible iPhone at the moment because I went traveling a couple of years ago and I killed my plan and I took my phone with me as a basically as a mini computer. And then I came right. back and was unemployed and didn't have any money. And so I'd never got a new phone. And here I am. I don't know. It was almost embarrassing. I'm on the iPhone 3S. And I recently I've got it sitting here, a sexy new iPhone 5S. But I don't, have, I don't have a SIM card because it's gotten lost in, in the mail, which is really crazy. So I have a brand new oh, phone, no. which will take great photos, apparently. And I can go out and press click everywhere I am and take amazing high quality photos with a really good camera. But I can't do it yet. Yeah. So maybe I'll get on Instagram soon because visually, I love visuals. I mean, I'm huge on Pinterest. That's my favorite place to be. I love taking pictures and I love making videos. Well, and that's videos. with you and your travels and everything you've been doing. I mean, Instagram is amazing for you. You can even map out all your photos and you can have galleries based on the individual locations you go to from your map. I mean, there's so much you could do as you know, what you're doing with your personal life and your business that you would, you would do really well on Instagram. You would really enjoy it. 
Okay, well, that's that's when if if I can get hold of the uh, hotline tomorrow and say, <laughs> excuse card. me, did you send my SIM card to my old address, which I'm sure they did, and all my mail's still being forwarded, but I think the forward ran out two weeks ago, so the SIM oh, card's no. bouncing around in the mail mail somewhere, and I'm going to get hold of it. But anyway, that's what happened. So here I am with an amazing phone that I can't use. <laughs> so you'll see me on Instagram at some point in the next in the next couple of weeks. I look forward to it. Okay, so the next or probably the last thing I wanted to talk about, actually, and, and or maybe quickly I'll quickly touch on something else. Generally, Instagram, I mean, as I said, I have no idea because I don't use it and I've just heard podcasts about it and read some of your posts. People are sharing roughly how many how many photos a day is a, is a typical good Pinterest user who's not annoying people putting on a Pinterest. Sorry, I keep saying Pinterest. <laughs> In, Instagram. How many Instagram photos are people putting on each day? Yeah, again, it's going to depend on your strategy. Um, it's going to depend on, you know, your goals, um, things like that. I can't remember the exact number of how many are uploaded daily, but there are literally millions of photos going on Instagram all the time. Um, I don't have the stat in front of me, unfortunately. I wish I could give it to you off the top of my head, but I don't want to give a, fa- a, a false number. <laughs> um, but in terms of individual use, you know, sometimes I post two to three photos a day. Sometimes I don't post it all that day. It just kind of depends. I mean, it, the reality is life happens and sometimes you just have nothing to post. Um, but I say, I always tell people no more than usually three or four a day, unless you have a specific event or something going on. So if you're doing a special promotion or if you're going to a, an event, like for example, let's say you went to a social media conference and you wanted to share f- posts from throughout the day, of course, share more. Um, but that shouldn't be a regular goal to to share that many posts a day because a it's overwhelming. B if you're constantly you know promoting your own stuff that much, people do not want to talk to you. You know it's it's the same as any other site. You should be sharing, you know, on everything else. It's all this other content and then a little bit of your own. Well, you can't share really other people's visual content on Instagram, so you shouldn't be over promoting your own either. Um, and again, it's. I always recommend that people space out their posts. Let's just say, for example, you did go to a, a conference or a convention for your your industry. Don't upload a post every five minutes because what's going to happen is when someone scrolls through their Instagram feed that follows you, all they're going to see is your photos, which A, will get annoying, and B, you're not going to get any generated activity off of them because they so let's say they see the first one. Oh, everyone double taps, which is you double tap to like a photo on Instagram. So they double tap, they like it, maybe they leave a comment. By the time they get to the third or fourth image, they're done with it. They're not going to like your post because they're the same things they've just seen in the last three or four images. So space them out every half hour, an hour, every two hours, whatever it is, and allow other people's content to fill in between your posts and their feeds, and you'll you'll get more engagement because they'll see a new post. Oh, that looks cool. Oh, look what they're doing. Oh, great. Here Here's a comment or whatever it is. So it, it, it has to have some strategic involvement um, in terms of your posting schedule, but you definitely, on average, want to keep it to probably anywhere from two to five posts a day. Um, if you don't post that much, that's okay. Just don't let your account go dormant. If you only post once a week, that's fine. But don't be one of those people who post five photos a week and then for six weeks doesn't do anything. And then you come back and you're posting every day and then you go away for six weeks. That's not what people want to see. They want to see consistency. Mm-hmm. So, okay, again, that's similar to most channels. You have to yep. 
keep consistency. And I was just I was looking actually for that upper limit. I was wondering what's the what's the kind of number that would start annoying people because I know on Facebook, for example, it's three, <laughs> and on Twitter, well, it doesn't really matter because they fly out every second. But I also try and exactly. keep them down. It depends on the person. But okay, so three to five is is kind of a an average number if you're posting on that day. So that's kind yeah. of it. And then you have the hashtag thing. So you're putting in below that, you put in a rough sort of, do you put a keyword targeted comment below in the? Um, I, I do keyword in the sense of what appeals to my audience. I'm not using keywords specifically for SEO or anything in that kind of context. Um, but always make a caption, always. Because if you don't leave a caption, you're basically leaving your audience hanging. Whether the photo is of a flower you saw in a park or whether it's of your new product or whether it's of you at a speaking engagement, whatever it is, give people some indication of what it is, why it's relevant to them and why you wanted to share it. So it could be a one sentence post. It could be a paragraph. It could be, you know, whatever it is, have some sort of textual caption that explains the photo and then put your hashtags in there as well. So like I said, anywhere from you know, 100 to 300 characters is usually ideal for a caption length. You can go longer, um, but if it's going to be longer, make sure it's worth it. Make sure you're really, you really have viable content in that caption that's worth writing that much about. Does that show? Does that all show up? Is that all visible yep. in the in the app? Okay. Yep. Because in Pinterest, it gets cut. I think it gets cut it? off. Yeah. Yep. No, the whole thing is visible. So if you put a massive one, <laughs> you that's basically you have a massive, screen of text. <laughs> They have to scroll through it, and people don't like that. That's no, not why they're on Instagram. No. So like I said, they won't cut you off. There's no limit to the what you can write in a caption. But if it's longer than a short paragraph, people generally won't read it because they just don't. people on Instagram just don't have an attention span, to be quite yeah. honest with you. They're sure, there sure. to scroll just like Twitter and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. So keep it short and sweet. And you put the hashtags always separately at the bottom. You don't mix them in with the text like in Twitter or anything. You can do either or. Um, I do both. It depends on what I'm writing. And, you know, you can easily, you know, incorporate the hashtags into your content and then put maybe a couple more at the end or put them all at the end. Um, another note just for um, the audience so that they know, let's just say you wrote a caption and you put maybe your three hashtags in there and then you forgot you want to add another hashtag. Put the hashtag in an additional comment or if anybody comments on your post with a hashtag, any hashtag associated with the, the comments on that photo are searchable for that photo. So even if you posted a photo and I hashtagged it with my hashtag, if someone looked for that hashtag, your photo would show up. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's the main that's the main way. How do people find stuff? I mean, is stuff Google searchable on Pin? Uh, I keep saying Pinterest. Instagram <laughs> is it Google searchable? Um, it- you will sometimes, but usually it's more of the person's bio. Um, if you search for something and it comes up in an Instagram or in a Google search, it's usually the person's Instagram account. It's not usually a specific image. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that will change in the future um, as you know Google and SEO gets a little bit more socially based, and hopefully with Instagram releasing some some strongholds on their API. Um, and allowing more integration with apps and and other sites. Hopefully that will change in the future. But right now it's usually just a person's bio. Okay. And then within the app itself, you have a search bar and then you search, people just typically search for words or do they actually put the hash in front of them and search for them? 
you can search for users or you can search for tags. So if you go to the tags option, just put the word and it automatically assumes you're looking for a hashtag. You don't need to actually put the, the hashtag itself. Mm-hmm. So okay. just put in whatever word you're looking for. Or like I said, if you see somebody else's photo and you want to look for a specific hashtag that's on their photo, just click on the hashtag and you go immediately to the search results page. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Okay, that's good to know because, as I said, I'm completely uh, virgin territory there for me, but I'm sure it's quite straightforward. So using this, and this is something that I tried. Actually, I was thinking of using Instagram about six months ago, and I wanted to do it from my desktop. And I'm sure there are ways to do it, but what's the what's the current status of that? It's pretty much a mobile app. That's what it was born as, but what, what is it right now? It is still a mobile app. It is meant to be used on a mobile device. Um, if you have like a, whether it's an iPad or a, you know, a tablet or something like that, you have a little bit more functionality, but not really. It's still, it's meant to be an, a mobile app. So it's the concept behind it is you take a photo and you instantly share it. Hence the Instagram, mm-hmm. you instantly share it with your following, your fans, your friends, your family, whatever it is. So right now as Instagram.com stands, If you go to the desktop application, you can view, you can log into your account, you can view your photos, you can like and comment on the posts of other people that you follow, but you cannot search for people, you cannot add photos, you can't do anything from the desktop application in that format. There are some apps out there. Um, I don't know any of them off the top of my head to refer because I don't personally use them, but I know there are some apps out there that will allow you to do a desktop application where you can actually upload the photos from your desktop to Instagram. It's essentially a third party app, just like you would get, you know, on the app store, or Google play or whatever it is. Um, but it's for a desktop application. So mm-hmm. it can be done, but I haven't personally used them to recommend which ones are the best ones to use. Yeah, at the time when I looked, it was it was a horrible thing. I was looking at this thing and it wanted to download something onto my computer, which looked really, really dodgy. And I was just like, no, 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 yeah. done. done. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing this. This is intended to be on my phone, which was horrible at the time. So I just gave up. But when you're doing this, you're basically, you're out, you take a picture, presumably at the same time or at some point in the near future, you take that picture. And I know a lot of people use extra apps, not just all of the Instagram filters and so forth. But what's what's the process that you would go through? What kind of apps do you use on your phone to, to make your pictures awesome? Personally, I keep a lot of mine pretty simple. Um, I use Instagram. The filters with an Instagram are pretty good. Um, there are some additional apps. They depend whether you use an Android or, or um, an iPhone because, of course, no one can just make something for both platforms. I yeah. don't understand. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Um but there are some apps that are great for overlays. There's some apps that are great for collages. So a lot of times you'll see those people that have like four photos in one or, you know, three photos in one and they're in a collage template or some sort of a unique format. Um, there's a couple apps that can do that. Or like I said, the text overlay where you can just basically add text directly to the image. Um, but you can even, I mean, for people who don't want to get that technical or don't have the technical savvy, I create all of my blog post notification images in PowerPoint. I save them as a JPEG, I email them to myself, and I can upload them to Instagram from my phone after saving it from my email. It's a couple extra steps, 
but it can be done. So if it's something where you're comfortable with PowerPoint or you're comfortable with Photoshop, or let's say a lot of photographers, you go out and you take a photo on your DSLR, or the same thing would apply maybe in your marketing department. You don't want to use your mobile phone. You want to go use your you know high quality cameras to take your digital photography. You can then put that photo through Photoshop, or again, for the sake of the, the cheap people with PowerPoint, just put it on a square white background. So now the photo will still maintain that, whether it's a landscape or a portrait orientation with white borders. And then you can upload that to Instagram from your device. Same kind of thing, whether emailing you to yourself or um, somehow finding a way to upload it on your laptop or whatever. So okay. there's there's a couple different ways to kind of be sneaky and trick the app. It, it really comes down to learning what you're comfortable with and what works for you. Um, there's a million apps out there. Everyone has a different one. Like I said, it's it's hard because every time I talk to somebody, they're like, oh, this app is awesome. And I go to look for it and it's only available on iPhones and I have an Android. So I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) so when we talk about that, we won't bother because basically if you, I think if you looked on the web best Instagram apps for either Android or iPhone, you would find pretty quickly some awesome posts with a list. And even if you just go to the app store or Google play the, you know, just type in Instagram and obviously the Instagram app will come up, but so will all the most popular apps and things that are most popular and have all the four and five star reviews they're going to work the best, you know, just go from the popular ones and download it, try it out. doesn't work. Delete it, download a new one. It obviously anything that's free isn't going to kill you. Um, and there's so many out there that it really comes down to personal preference in terms of, do you like this color border? Do you want fancy borders? Do you want these text options? Do you, you know, there's so many different things out there that I hate giving people one specific, uh, you know, app to go try out. Oh, that's fair enough. And I've, one thing I learned recently from also trying to improve improve my Pinterest uh, following, so again, an image-based life, is that you need to find a, how shall you say, a branding, a color, a font, or a set mm-hmm. of colors and fonts, and a style that is yours, that suits whatever it is, your blog, your company. If it's your company, you probably already have branding guidelines anyway. Um, And stick with that and make sure that when people see your pictures, they start to know that it's your picture. They've seen it before. They've seen that font before. They've seen that color before. And it becomes, and I found this really, really nice with like, for example, uh, Rebecca Radice, her stuff is always extremely. Yes, I love hers. She has a great little uh woman that she has sort of hand-drawn, which some of them look like her and some don't, but I mean, not really, yeah. they're, they're hand-drawn, but it's just like straight away on Pinterest, you're scrolling through, oh, there's something from Rebecca. And exactly. it shows you, I mean, not that everyone's going to go and do that. And again, we talked about this with Jeff in my last podcast, don't go and copy Rebecca, that's completely pointless <laughs> because she's her and you're not, so don't do that. But what it goes to show you is the power of branding. You go on her website, it looks the same, more or less. It has the same colors, it has the same characters, it has the same fonts. And you go on Pinterest, you see it. You go on Google Plus, you see it. So I think what you're saying then is you can go find some apps and you need to find some apps, but there's no point telling them to use specific apps if it's not suiting what they're trying to achieve on Instagram. So exactly, keep that in mind. Okay, well, I'm, I'm more or less uh, <laughs> out of the questions <laughs> that I wanted to ask you. So what I normally do is just quickly end by asking if there's anything that you wanted to touch on. And I'm going to actually precede that by saying that if you look on your blog and i'll put that in the show notes jenstrends.com in the sidebar and probably also somewhere else you have a really cool 
Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Instagram, which people can download. Yes, absolutely. It's available on Amazon only, um, and it's the Kindle edition only. So if you don't have Kindle, I apologize, but you can usually get a Kindle app on your smartphone for free, which will allow you to read it. It's a really easy read um, book. It's one I put together specifically for a beginner. It's not specifically for marketers, so it doesn't go into a lot of the marketing information. That will be a book I'm working on for the future. This one is specifically for beginners. So, for example, you, Ashley, would be a great <laughs> when Just download that when you get your Instagram app. Okay. Um, but it goes through all the basics of how to set up your profile, how to take photos, how to use the different filters, how to use hashtags, how to use captions. It goes over etiquette. It goes into a lot more detail than what we covered today. Sure. But I highly recommend that. It's only, you know, a couple dollars. It's not very expensive. Just go download it. It's a quick read. Um, and it'll really help you kind of learn some of the, the little nuances that most people aren't necessarily familiar with with Instagram when they get started and kind of help get you to that more of a moderate experienced user um, that much faster. And then I did want to say as well, when it does come to using it for marketing, always make sure your account is set to public. When you join Instagram, you can be private or you can be public. This is very similar again to Twitter where you can lock your account on Twitter. If you lock your account as private on Instagram, no one can see your posts until you approve their friendship request or their connection request or whatever you want to call it. So it if you're using it for marketing in a business, that is going to shoot you in the foot every time. People want to see your post right now. They want to know if you're relevant to them and they don't want to be approved to have to like you. So make sure you change that setting and let everybody see what you're posting. And if you have things you want to keep private, start a second account and go use that for your private use. Is that a default setting that it's private automatically? Um, I think it's actually defaulted to public. Um, you have to change it to private, but a lot of people do not realizing the consequences of those actions or they started as a personal page and they have, you know, pictures of their family and pets and vacations. And then they go, Oh, I'm going to start using this for marketing. Um, either start a separate account altogether or, you know, like I said, just switch that account to a public setting. But then, you know, you do have to consider if you're mixing in personal photos with your professional photos, do those corroborate with your brand? Do they jeopardize your brand? Um, and keep that in mind in, in when you're running your accounts. Yeah, it's probably better to have a separate one, I would suggest. If someone's doing something that they foresee as being professional or starting to be professional, I would. And just like on any other site, you know, even on Facebook, you know, I can post a hundred posts all with social media content and information and relevancy. But I go and post a picture of my dog and I get like 400 likes. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's inevitably those posts are going to get the engagement. So you still want to include some of those fun personal posts, or as I was saying, behind the scenes posts and, and other options in your professional page. Um, but just remember, it is a professional page and we don't necessarily want to see your, your two-year-old in the bathtub. So or, keep yeah. those posts for your own personal page and, you know, try to keep the professional ones a little bit more clean. Yeah. Okay. And anything else you wanted to touch on before we go, or just we'll go straight to your website and your account? Um, yeah, I, there's a, I mean, there's a million things I could keep talking for a couple more <laughs> hours probably. So I'll cut myself off before I dig myself a hole, but go to my website. It's jenstrends.com and that's Jen with two N because I was born in the eighties with a million other Jennifers. So it's J E N N S trends.com. 
And I have an Instagram tab. You can see all my Instagram related articles right there. Um, you can follow me on Instagram directly from my website, or you can find me at Jen's underscore trends and see what I'm doing and, and come hang out with me. I'd love to get to know some new people. Sure. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate taking time on uh, a Sunday. It's Sunday for both of us. And uh, I'm about to go and have dinner. My girlfriend's cooking me a lovely meal right now, which is almost ready. So I, sh- I should also get off the line. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, thanks again. And I really appreciate it. And I hope everyone got some great information out of it. All right. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. So there you go, another awesome hour of information from a highly qualified expert, Jen Herman, on Instagram. So get out there, give it a try, and let us know what the results are, whether you can get some highly qualified traffic from Instagram. I won't keep you any longer. Thanks for listening, and if you've got two minutes, pop over to the blog and subscribe so you can keep up with the latest updates, or give me a review on Stitcher or iTunes, that would be awesome. Or even just subscribe, that would also really help and you'd also get the latest podcasts as soon as they come out straight onto your smartphone. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.